0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bing bong, let's go! What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat. As always, brought to you by the Believe Network, and I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Ain't got no plan for today. We just recorded this a couple hours after the Miami Heat take down the New York Knicks in Game 6, and most importantly, beat the Scott Foster allegations. Make sure y'all subscribe if you're not already and go ahead and like the video down below. If you are a Heat fan, which why would you be watching this if you're not a Heat fan? Maybe you're a Knicks fan and you just want to hear someone talk trash about your team because we will be doing a lot of that today. And I, I don't usually like to ask for this sort of stuff at the beginning of the video because a lot of you guys might be your first time watching me so why the hell would you subscribe? You you literally have no idea if you like my content. Uh, but the heat are on the roll right now. I'm super hyped. I'm super lit. And I want to get these uh, these videos and these podcasts out to as many people as possible. And liking the video, sharing the video, subscribing does help me do that a lot. Of course, I'm talking on the video side on YouTube. Just search Anthony DiNardo uh, because I'm also on the podcast side. All your normal platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Believe in Miami Heat, which of course is B-L-E-A-V. And if you're on YouTube, I got all that stuff linked down in the description below. But anyways, let's get into this game, man. Let's start with earlier in the day, uh, the news broke that the uh, head official tonight would be the one and only, the, extend- uh, the extender, Scott Foster. Of course, a lot of Heat fans, including myself, got a little nervous because the statistics started coming out how the Miami Heat lost their last 10 games with Scott Foster as the crew chief official. Uh, and let me say... That man did his best tonight. From the jump, the boy uh, R.J. Barrett got eight free throws in the first quarter. And then fast forward all, way, all the way to the fourth quarter, the Miami, or the Knicks were in the bonus less than three minutes in. Truly Hall of Fame work by the extender, all, all culminating in an all-time call by Scott Foster in which the Heat were up six with, what, minute, minute uh, two minutes to go? Uh, he caused a flagrant foul on Gabe Vincent, which... Yeah, Gabe Vincent got him in the face, but Jalen Brunson was also grabbing him. It was all in his airspace. Gabe Vincent's just trying to get through the guy that's grabbing him. Truly an all-time play by Scott Foster, the extended. But it was not enough for the New York Knicks as the Miami Heat take them down and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals for the second time in two years and seven out of the last 13 years, which is crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy, I saw another stat. The Heat have more Eastern Conference Finals appearances in the last 10 years than the Knicks have winning seasons. That's wild. Shouldn't be surprising because the Knicks are a trash organization. But we already knew that, man. Definitely a lot more relieved after this series than I was the Bucs series. That was a completely different feeling for me because nobody, including myself, expected the Heat to win that series. So when they did win, and win, they dominated the Bucs in five games, uh, I was shocked and awe, stunned. Every other synonym of the word, Going into this series I fully expected to win and of course things got a little nervous. they haven't been shooting as well over the last couple games uh, and they started off today even in this game they got down as much as 14 in the first quarter. Uh, things weren't looking pretty in game seven uh, in Madison Square uh, Madison Square Garden it does scare me not because it's Madison Square Garden quite frankly I think that place is a dump. I have no idea why the hell they call it the Mecca uh, but just because you never you never want to get to game seven, especially on the road. Home team can get hot, uh, and you never know. The old cliche, I think, is true. Anything can happen in Game 7. But fortunately tonight, after my after the Miami Heat were down by 14 points, uh, Jimmy Butler got going a little bit. Bam was, had a very, very solid first quarter. Very solid entire game, obviously. Uh, and the Heat got right back into it and were able to take the lead at halftime and never looked back. A lot of that was actually done when Brunson sat for like an eight-minute span, uh, which I was wondering if he was going to do because he played all 48 minutes last game, uh, and I was wondering if his legs would start to to give out this game because uh, that's tough to do, especially when Gabe Vincent, who we'll get into. A lot of people are slandering his name. I kind of like him, though, because I like the full-court press that he's implying the entire game. A lot of people are saying, oh, who who cares if Gabe's playing good defense? Brunson had 40 tonight. Was it exactly 40? He had 41 tonight. They're going to say, what is Gabe Vincent doing? Uh, Brunson is just that dude. Uh, He's gained a lot of respect for me this playoffs. He's scoring 40 on anybody, but Gabe Vincent made him work for it. And who knows? Maybe uh, all the energy Brunson used uh, to score 41 points is the reason why he made a dumb decision late in the game. And, of course, had the critical turnover leading to Miami kind of sealing the deal there. But I remember in the offseason, there was the rumor before Brunson went to the Knicks. There was rumors that the Heat were going to meet with Brunson, and I I specifically remember thinking, why would would we want Brunson? He's going to want max money, and I'm not going to pay max money to Jalen Brunson. Obviously, they would have had to get rid of Lowry at that point, which in hindsight kind of would have been nice, but I said, Brunson is not a max guy. Uh, he really proved himself this regular season, basically carrying the Knicks, along with Julius Randle, who completely di- disappeared from majority of the series. Uh, but Jalen Brunson had an awesome regular season, should have been an all-star. I don't think he was, at least. And then, of course, in this series, uh, he probably was the best player. I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, Jimmy Butler was fine. He was good enough, certainly. Uh, it looked like he's saving a lot of his energy for the next series, whether it's Boston or Philly, because, of course, we'll need him. Uh, but Brunson is that dude, and he has earned a ton of my respect this series. He's awesome. I wish the Heat had him. I mean, can, you, can y'all can you imagine if the Heat had Gabe Vince instead of Kyle Lowry? Good Lord. Don't, don't get me started. But the rest of the Knicks teams, man, they a bunch of bums. You got Julius Randle. He more like Randle from Monsters, Inc. the way he disappears. Y'all know the Purple Lizard dude. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, you got Tom Thibodeau, that boy holding on to the last three strands of hair on his head, uh, harder than uh, Jeff Van Gundy holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg. Uh, you got Derrick Rose. You know, I remember a few years ago, Derek Rose had a quote saying he was sitting out games because he wanted to, to be able to walk at his son's graduation. Uh, well, at this rate, he'll be alive for his great, 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 great grandson's graduation, too, because that boy don't play basketball no more. Neither does Evan Fournier, who used to terrify me and probably would have if he checked into the series, but he did not. Uh, and then you got Scott Foster, probably the best player for the Knicks this entire series. Some people call him the extender. I just like to call him a piece of shit, quite frankly. <laughs> but uh y- you know the Knicks. A lot. Some people actually predict the Knicks to win. Those are your national media stupid talking heads. Over here, you get the real deal. You get the high IQ plays from a guy who's watched every single game this season. That being said, I did pick the Heat to get swept versus the Bucks, and I also said I'd understand if they lost the playoff playing game, and I wouldn't be mad. But see, the thing is, there's been a lot of thing on Twitter too. Now that the Heat are obviously have had a very successful postseason. Uh, A lot of the Heat fans that were more critical in the regular season, uh, the fans that were positive and blindly optimistic as I see it, uh, say that the Heat fans that were critical should not be allowed to celebrate this. I think that's stupid because I think all the criticism I gave this team during the regular season was very, very justified uh, and explained. It's not like I'm just out there hating on my own team. Of course, I want them to win every single game and above all, I want them to win over me being right, as you can see, I'm super thrilled because I certainly did not expect the Heat to get past the first round, let alone the second round. Uh, of course, when I saw it was the Knicks, you know, I, I did pick the Heat to sweep They ass. They won a six. It is what it is. So I just kind of wanted to say that statement out here, too, because all the criticism this team in the regular season got was deserved. Uh, but I'm super thrilled that they turned it around and honestly, I have a lot, a lot of hope going into the next series, whether it's Philly or Boston. Uh, that game was, is still yet to be played uh, on Sunday. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, little bit more later, too. I just kind of want to look at this box score tonight and go over a few guys. Of course, Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, the thing about Jimmy, which is kind of crazy, it seems like every night, uh, you know, of course, unless he's going like 40 or 50. It seems like every night you can only remember like two or three baskets that he made. And then you look up at the box score, and he got 24-plus points. Uh, That's the sign of a superstar when it doesn't look like a guy's going off, when it actually looks like he's kind of having a bad game, and he's still putting up over 20 points easily. Uh, He didn't shoot efficient. He was 7-22. And, of course, he kind of struggled in Game 5 in New York also. But he did enough to win. And Lord help the Philadelphia 76ers if uh, they're our next opponent. Because, one, y'all know Jimmy ain't losing to them. Tobias Harris over me. Y'all remember that saying. And two, Jimmy very clearly was saving himself for future encounters this playoff. You can tell you didn't get Bucks Jimmy this playoffs, which is I'm fine with because they won. And of course, you had some other guys step up. Uh, Kevin Love didn't really play too much 15 minutes. Uh, it was nice to see him finish one of one for three because, of course, he was terrible in game five. But so was the entire heat. This is, I think we recorded the last pod, by the way, after game three, maybe, maybe after game two. Uh, so there's been a few games since. Uh, obviously, they won game three, or they won, yeah, they won game three, they won game four. Game five, they sucked. Nobody could shoot, which was, I mean, that was the Scott Foster, too. do Not not Scott Foster. Scott Foster's game, too. I'm getting all mixed up, man. Why, why are we talking about the past, man? Let's skip over everybody else and just get straight to Bam at about because this was the game of his season so far. We talk about Jim V.P., well, this was the MVP, baby. Right from the jump, the dude was being aggressive. And as soon as he got a couple fouls on Robinson, which I like because Robinson, he's a, he, Mitchell Robinson, obviously, he's a solid player. Bam was being aggressive, getting fouls, and forces them to put in Hartenstein. And then that's when we really saw Bam go to work. Uh, it's like it took Bam six games to realize that some cracker named Hartenstein was guarding him. Because uh, Bam cooked his ass, man, as he should being the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic guy on the court. He was awesome. And what I like from Bam today is that he was doing it from everywhere. He was driving, finishing, post uh, mid-range jump shot that we saw all year, except after the All-Star break. But it was nice to see him get back to that. Uh, and there was even periods of time where, yeah, the offense did get away from him a little bit. But he was still always there to hit the timely bucket, particularly down the stretch. And there was a lot of times, too, where I think he got fouled, didn't get no calls. But instead of getting frustrated, he just went out to his mid-range shot and took, uh, took business into his own hands and just kind of raised up right in his beautiful sweet spot, right in that mid-range pain area, uh, and just knocked it down. Uh, he had a lot of dunks today, too. I wish he could get an and one. Uh, he gets smacked in the face, and the chest, and pushed every time he goes up. Can't get one of them, uh, but I just like that he goes up big and strong uh, to not even allow the the fouls to affect you. You're a big man. Dunk like a big man. That's what I've always wanted to see. That's something that drives me crazy watching DeAndre Ayton with his little soft-ass floaters that he does, not, not, not getting in the paint, nothing like that. He's soft. And, of course, I've called Bam soft many times on this podcast. Not tonight. Tonight was strong, and when Bam plays like he does tonight, that completely elevates the ceiling of this team to a whole other level, dare I say, championship level. I don't know. What do y'all think? I do know. If Bam plays like that, you get Bam in play playoff, Jimmy, ain't nobody ain't nobody beating that. I don't care if you got Brown and Tatum. Tatum, by the way, 1 of 15 going into the fourth quarter, give me a break. That guy's a bum. Uh, Jokic scares me. Jamal Murray, he's good, a little inconsistent. Uh, but Bam was awesome, man. Uh, Max Struess. He actually struggled from three today. He was one for six. Obviously, he had a bad last game too. Still finished with 14 points. Uh, That's what I like to see, man. Uh, He's doing other things out there in addition to the 14 points. has six rebounds. So even when your shooter is not shooting good, uh, when he can still finish with 14 points and do a little bit of everything out there, that's awesome. That's what I really, really like to see. And of course, Max has stepped up huge this whole playoffs, this series, as has Caleb Marn, although the the offense has slowed down a little bit for him. Uh, But he's probably the only person outside of Jimmy and maybe Bam that can attack the basket talking about Caleb Martin uh so I really really like what they've been getting out of him too he also hit a a huge three today as well uh let's talk about Gabe Vincent a little bit uh has been shooting the ball god awful the entire series now his shot uh uh volume has went down since the first two games where he took like damn near 20 shots uh and he has not shot efficient but the volume's gone down uh I'm not gonna get mad at him He's very clearly trying to play the Tyler Hero role, uh, which I guess is is not him. But I'm a defensive guy, man. Now, I, I hoop, and I'm not a defensive guy. But I'm like an all-out effort hustle type of guy. It's the intangibles. Yeah, I mean, y'all see this game. It's the intangibles. And I feel like Gabe Vincent provides a lot of those intangibles too, like heart, hustle, effort. And I love it. I love it so much, man. Picking up Jalen Brunson for 94 feet every single minute that he's out there. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I talked about this earlier. I don't care if Brunson had 40 this game and 30 the last game on efficient shooting. That boy is working for it. And I and I think if you didn't have Gabe on him, even Caleb at times who's was also very good, uh, but particularly Gabe, I think Brunson might have had even more, which is tough because he barely missed as it is. That boy is good. Uh, but I just, I like Gabe Vincent, man. And if he can get his shooting back a little bit next series, uh, shh, this team is scary, man. He is a notable random scrub 76er killer, too. The boy always had good games against them. So if they do play the 76ers, I guarantee you they probably look, they probably fear Gabe Vincent just a little bit. Uh, we got to talk about Kyle Lowry. The man, what do you finish with? 11 points, nine assists tonight? Uh, I don't even want to look at the numbers for him because the man was making winning plays out there. He is frustrating because at times he looks very out of shape. At times he, he makes terrible low IQ plays, like terrible transition threes. He did one of that today, which I hate. That always grinds my gears. Uh, but what he's done with his timely baskets on the defensive end, high IQ stuff, Like tonight in particular, he had one over Mitchell Robinson where he stayed on his pivot, pivot foot did beautiful footwork to scoop right under the shot block and get a huge, huge layup when I think it was a one-possession game late in the fourth quarter. Miami struggling to score, huge possession. He had a monster rip on R.J. Barrett, I believe, uh, again, within the last couple minutes of the game. That's high IQ stuff. And he's been stripping dudes all game. Pause. Unpause. Uh, He's been doing that all series. He even had the the four-block game, which I think was in game one. Uh, So even the defense from Kyle Lowry has looked solid. We were all hoping he'd make shots. I did not think the defense would look as good as it has been. Uh, A lot of talk, whether maybe he should start. I've heard a little bit of it. I don't know if y'all heard it too. Uh, Some people were even saying what happens when Tyler Hero comes back uh, because the prognosis was sometime in the NBA Finals. So some people are speculating if he gets ahead of schedule, maybe he could play late next series. The way I look at it, if the Miami Heat force Boston or Philly to a game six or seven, you probably don't want Tyler Hero in there. Because they made it without him, last thing I want to do is put a guy who hasn't played in a couple months right into the highest level of competition. We saw them do that last year uh, when they, I think, reinserted Tyler Hero in a Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, and he wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. Uh, And I think if they get to that point without him, they're probably better off just not playing him. Not to mention, uh, a lot of the complaints with Tyler Hero are things that we were hearing about, or a lot of the complaints with Gabe Vincent are things that we were also hearing about Tyler Hero. People are saying the ball gets stagnant when Gabe Vincent's out there. He's not a true point guard. The shot selection is terrible. Uh, takes away shots from Jimmy and Bam. All things that we said about Tyler Hero, too. I'm just saying, uh, one of those guys gets paid a max contract, the other one does not. Uh, one of them can play defense, the other one cannot. I'm not advocating that Gabe Vincent's a better basketball player than Tyler Hero, but all I'm saying is they're back in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they did it all with Tyler Hero. Does the question need to be asked coming this offseason? I think so. Now Tyler was playing good game one before he broke his hand. I will give him that. Uh, and first and foremost, I do hope he gets healthy. I don't want to see the guy out with injury at all. And I certainly think he deserves a chance to prove himself again. He's still a very young player, but regardless, question needs to be asked. Don't forget about that. Uh, who else we got? Cody Zeller. He had a terrible series. Duncan Robinson. He's the only guy that shot. See, he's the only guy that shot good in game five. But he still kind of gets me mad because I feel like every single three he takes is wide open. Like, they don't even guard him anymore. And in game five, he hit 5 of 10. Literally, I checked, by the way, that put his shooting, uh, his three-point shooting percentage up this series up to, like, 26%. That's after a 5 of 10 game. On Today, he was 28%, so he's pretty bad again. Uh, He's a frustrating player to me. More personal, to be honest, just because, not that I know him personally, I don't. But he used to be my favorite player. I used to go to bat for him. I used to stand up for him when nobody else would. And I feel like he's just let me down time and time again. Now in the Bucks series, he shot 73%. In this series, he's like 28% at the moment. I just want a little bit of consistency. I don't really think that's too much to ask for it. Uh, let's move over onto the the let's move over to the Knicks side over here. Uh, what do we got? Mitchell Robinson. Uh that dude two or two from free throws today. That's probably the craziest thing I ever said. They even said uh um, the Knicks need a miracle. <laughs> the dude hit two free throws, and it's like they got it. Uh, Quentin Grimes said he would stop Jimmy. He wouldn't. Josh Hart said he would stop uh, Jimmy. He wouldn't. Uh, Miles McBride played two minutes. They said he would stop Jimmy. He wouldn't. Julius Randle. Knicks fans. I've asked Knicks fans. They're on and off whether they like him. Uh, I'm pretty sure they hate him at the moment. Knicks fans. I get it. Uh, RJ Barrett. He's been pretty inconsistent, although I do think he's a solid player. I don't think he's worth all that money he's getting paid. But hey, who is at this point? Almost nobody's worth their actual contract. Uh, Obi top and hit a couple of threes. Don't care about none of those bums. Jalen Brunson is him. Wish the Heat would have got him. uh, And he's going to be a very, very good player in this league uh, for an extremely long time. So that's pretty much all I got to say about this game. I think, man, we ain't going to talk about that game five at all, man. We we ain't really got to talk about that. Uh, I did have a men's league game that night. uh, So I had to watch a lot of that game on replay. Uh, We got our ass kicked too. So I was pretty depressed. We went from getting our ass kicked in the men's league game uh, to the Heat losing a close one uh, to close out the series. It's not a good night for me, though, man. It's not. I mean, I played pretty decent. Though. I mean, I dropped 13 points. Uh, who am I kidding? 13 points ain't good, man. I'm out here look, t- thinking I'm dunking Robinson with that bum-ass 13 points. Regardless, though, beautiful closeout Friday. Miami Heat, of course, won. Shout-out to the Florida Panthers, who got the overtime win tonight. Did not watch a single second of that game because I was preoccupied with the heat stuff. But I definitely want to go back and watch those highlights because I love that team. I love what they got going on. Matthew Kuchuk has put a completely different culture in this team, especially being so young. Very impressive. And uh, shout out Aaron Ekblad. I think he got the game winner today. I believe I read that on Twitter. Uh, and shout out Bobrovsky, who's been balling his ass off all series, standing on his head. I believe that's what they say. If there's any hockey heads uh, watching this video, go ahead and comment down below and let me know if standing on his head is the proper turn for a goalie who went off. Uh, Let's talk about next series a little bit. So I prefer Philly. I think most Heat fans do just because I think, one, Miami matches up very well against them. Bam at about uh, typically limits Embiid, uh, you know, for whatever that means. I looked up those numbers, too. Uh, In the last, I think, five years, Embiid averages 30 points a game. Against Miami, he only averages—or against BAM, particularly, he only averages 23 points a game. Those are obviously a big dip in numbers for the reigning MVP now. Uh, and also, that team just seems to choke a lot, whether it's Doc Rivers, the, the ultimate choker, or James Harden, the other ultimate choker. Uh, for all those reasons, I prefer to play that team. Not to mention, I think Jimmy Butler will probably try harder against Philly just because we know how he does against Philly. We've seen it, uh, but— shit. He lost to Boston last year, too. I don't think he wants to lose again. So you'll probably get maximum full-level Super Saiyan playoff Jimmy in either series. Uh, to be honest, the person in the Philly series that scares me most is Tyrese Maxey. That dude is a dog. He's a hooper. I love him. He should have been on the Miami Heat. But instead, we got Precious Achua, who was then sent for Kyle Lowry. But this is not the podcast to slander Kyle because he was actually pretty awesome tonight. So I'd like to play Philly. They probably won't win because Game Seven's in Boston, and I don't expect them to win a third game in Boston yet because they already won two games in Boston. There's no way they win a third, right? There's, not, there's no way. Even though didn't, didn't Boston win three games in Miami last year? I don't. I don't really remember. Either way, uh, I was watching that Game Six, Philly Boston, and Boston ain't look so hot either, man. Let's talk about him beat uh, uh, Tatum and his struggles up until he hit a couple couple big threes late. Uh, Jalen Brown doesn't seem to be happy there. I mean, in the games he does, he's trying, uh, he plays hard. Uh, he seems happy after the wins, but just from everything he's said outside of the games, it doesn't sound like he wants to be there, uh, but that's a talented team, man. Uh, Al Horford hasn't been shooting the ball particularly well, but I still think he's a good player, even at this stage of his career. Uh, Marcus Smart seems to kill the heat. Derek White, God damn, we all know how Derek White kills the heat. Uh, I don't even know who else they got over there. Malcolm, oh, I thought Malcolm Rodden was going to be a big difference maker for them. Uh, and he's been good. He's been good. But I kind of thought he'd make them pretty dominant. But as we're seeing, they're pretty beatable, man. Uh, and if Philly's taking Boston to a Game 7, I don't see why Miami can't. I guess what you hope for is that Miami gets back to their hot shooting that they did in, in, in the Bucks series. Because they did not shoot good in this Knicks series. I got to check those numbers. But it was not good at all, man. But that's all I got for this episode, man. We've been talking for over 20 minutes here. I'm still hyped, man, just to think. If I would have told y'all two months ago that he would be back in the Eastern Conference Finals, none of y'all would have believed me because I wouldn't have believed myself, so I wouldn't have been very convincing, man. Uh, but if y'all watching to this point of the video, uh, let's try something, man. If y'all watch to this point of the video or listen to this point of the podcast, go to the video on YouTube, search Anthony Donato, and comment down below. Uh, comment down below your favorite character from Monsters, Inc., because shout out Julius Randle. I do like Randle from Monsters, Zing, by the way. And I thought it was funny because that boy do disappear just like Julius Randle. So go ahead and comment them down below. And, of course, if you did enjoy the video, leave a like. If you didn't enjoy the video, leave a dislike. Comment down below. Tell me you hate me. I don't care because we still lit over here, baby. But I'll see y'all next time. Maybe with a, a preview episode after Game 7, Boston Philly. Maybe not. I'll see what I got time for. But I will definitely see y'all again. Hope y'all you enjoy your night. Pull up in your city trying to get that dead fast Do it on my own I don't need no dead Had a killer Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.